Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Two men. 15 minutes. Eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. His glory I will see. I will So glad that you joined us for the conversation. What's our text today, Edwin? We're in Acts chapter 5, beginning at verse 26 down through verse 33. I am reading from the English Standard Version. Then the captain with the officers went and brought them, but not by force, for they were afraid of being stoned by the people. And when they had brought them, they set them before the council, and the high priest questioned them, saying, We strictly charged you not to teach in this name, yet here you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching, and you intend to bring this man's blood upon us. But Peter and the apostles answered, We must obey God rather than men. The God of our fathers raised Jesus, whom you killed by hanging him on a tree. God exalted him at his right hand as leader and savior to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. And we are witnesses to these things. And so is the Holy Spirit, whom God has given to those who obey him. When they heard this, they were enraged and wanted to kill them. I have something that I want to say from this text. But I've been doing this podcast with you long enough now that I I know the question you're wanting to ask. I'm going to get the jump on you. This paragraph begins with a lot of pronouns. Tell me who these they's and them's are. I love to ask that question because we have new listeners all the time and we're glad that you've tuned in. The simple answer is it is the apostles. The apostles have been captured uh, and now they must stand to trial and give a defense uh, by by the rulers of the temple. Okay, so the apostles have been called in here, and they're told, we strictly charge you not to teach in this name, yet here you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching, and you intend to bring this man's blood upon us. And Peter and the apostles answered. Right. I, I think that's important. Uh, most of the time I come to this and I just, oh, this is Peter. But Peter and the apostles answered, we must obey God rather than men. We need to be stressed that. Talk to me a little bit about that. Well, part of this calls back to mind that this is the second time that these apostles have had a face-to-face with the rulers of the temple. And the first time, particularly as Peter and John was in Acts chapter 4, they were called down. They were told, you need to stop preaching about Jesus, preaching about this resurrection, and particularly preaching about the cross and, and how we've killed the Messiah. They, they were done with that. And so what happens? Well, the apostles continue preaching that. And Peter at that time, and Peter and John at that time, had made it clear. uh, You've got to decide for yourselves. Do you obey God? Do you obey people? We cannot help but speak the things that we've seen and heard. And so Peter and John, the apostles, it is their task. It is their job to be witnesses to the resurrection of Jesus. What does a witness do? A witness testifies and explains this is what I saw. This is what I heard. This is what I felt. I was there. And so Peter and John made it clear, we're going to be doing this work. We're going to keep preaching. Well, <laughs> here we are again. And now they've, the apostles have spent a night in jail. This is the beginning of persecution, right? It's going to get a lot worse. Second time face to face. And and what can Peter say? I, I told you what we were going to do. <laughs> I told you. Told you so. I told you if you let us go, we were going to be teaching because we must obey God rather than man. And what I notice here is Peter responds to them. There's no hand-holding. There's no coddling. There's no, okay, I want to be soft and hopefully kindly bring you along because he says the God of our fathers raised Jesus whom you killed by hanging him on a tree. 
remember what they said is you keep trying to bring this man's blood upon us. Peter doesn't pull any punches on this. He doesn't say, oh, now guys, look, you're, you're taking this really hard. Don't, you know, look, let's just talk about the salvation you're being offered right now. Let's, let's, let's just talk about that. Peter doesn't do that. Peter says, look, you killed him. Yes, I'm putting his blood on your hands because you did it. You shouted crucify. You brought him to Pilate. You got him killed. Yes, you did it through the cat's paw of the lawless men of the Gentiles of the Romans, but you did this. Well, and so the other thing to bear in mind is if they're listening to Peter any more than than any more, the, the message here of this apostle is repent and be baptized for the forgiveness of sins. You will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Repent and be converted. The promises to you and to your children, as many as the Lord our God will call. Uh, we've pointed out on this program, these same lead- leaders have said, uh, his blood be upon us and upon our children. Peter's message, though, is that this good news, this promise is for you and for your children. If they wanted to get on board and get with the gospel, it's offered to them. They've been rejecting it. Exactly. And so Peter's not going to pull the punches. He's, look, you guys are rejecting this message, which which leads to the next thing he says. God exalted him. There's Mm -hmm. our pronoun. Who's that? That's Jesus. Jesus. God exalted him at his right hand as leader and savior. Mm. I love this little statement here because what I have discovered in our modern day is that there are lots of people who want a savior. Not many want a leader. Lots of people want a savior. Mm -hmm. Not many want a Lord. We like the idea of forgiveness. Take my sins away. Bring me to be in heaven for all eternity with you. Salvation. I love that. Jesus died to accomplish that, but he arose to be king, to be leader, to be Lord. And so uh, Peter follows that up with, and because he is leader and savior, then we're also supposed to teach repentance and forgiveness. Forgiveness is the salvation. Repentance is, I need a new leader. I've been leading my own life and making a flat out mess of it. Sure. I need a leader as well as a savior. What is it? Andrew, that that causes the hindrance of making Jesus Lord and leader in so many lives. Well, you know, you can start with these fellows speaking to the apostles. I mean, they are the leaders. I mean, that that is their position. They're the leaders of the people. That's how they see themselves. Wow. Uh, you know what? That that didn't even enter my mind. But you're right. If he's the leader, I don't get to be the leader, not only of myself, but of you, because Honestly, I'd really like to lead you as well, but I'm saying, no, no, he's the leader. Yeah, and I think you can translate that pretty well to, uh, maybe this is where you're going, a a personal pride that I want to lead myself. Well, that is where I was going. People can't see us. We don't have the video camera on here, but when you made that comment a minute ago, (laughs) ever, ever, when you made that comment a minute ago, my eyes just bugged out because I wasn't even going there. And I thought that that was way better than what was in my own head. I like, and it's a problem I have. I like to be the leader and not just my own personal pride about wanting to control my life. Hey, that's what I struggle with. I want people to listen to me. I want people to follow me. But what Peter is pointing out is no. Mm-hmm. We're just servants of the King, mm-hmm. Jesus. Mm-hmm. He gets to be the leader. 
I mean, I'm just right now just letting that marinate in my head. Peter goes on from this and he, he gets a dig in. Ah, uh, yeah, he sure does. He gets a dig he in sure that does. I think is really important. We are witnesses to these things, and so is the Holy Spirit, whom God has given to those who obey him. He gets this dig in because these guys know what happened on the day of Pentecost. Yeah. They they Acts know two. about Acts they know two. about the rushing mighty wind sound. They know about the speaking in tongues. They know about the lame man that was healed in chapter 3. They can see what's happening as folks are bringing all these sick folks to the apostles that we read about earlier in this chapter. How about 3000 people being baptized on the first day? I mean there's a major movement among the people and it's happening all around them like right outside their window. This stuff isn't happening in a corner. It's happening publicly and so they know these things have happened. In fact, when they they healed the first time they arrested Peter and John and they healed that man. They had to say the fact that a notable sign has happened. We can't ignore. Right. We talked earlier in the week about the fact that they were delivered from the prison, a right. jailbreak. Yeah, the angel. And they ignored the sign. They, they can't ignore this stuff. And so when Peter says the Holy Spirit is a witness, he's saying all this stuff that you guys have seen. We are obeying the Lord. We are obeying the king. And that's why that's happening for us. Guess who it's not happening for? Mm-hmm. The priests yeah. and the Sadducees and the Pharisees. Those miraculous signs and wonders are not happening through them. This is a dig. Peter's getting a dig in. Here, here's why these kinds of things are happening. We're obeying the Lord. Of that's course, right. what's that mean about the priests and the Sadducees? They're on the wrong side of this. You are not obeying. They're on the wrong side of eternity. Oh, God. On the wrong God. Side. Not, not on the wrong side of history. They're on the wrong side of eternity. They're on the wrong side of God. This ties in. I don't want to get too much into this because I know later in the week we want to hit on some of the other things that happen toward the end of the chapter. But Gamaliel is, is going to talk to the council, keep them from killing the apostles. And he's going to say that the, the reason why we, we need to be careful that we are not opposing God. Right, right. And here's the thing that I think we need to recognize when we, when we tie those two things together. It's almost like Gamaliel, even though, hey, thank you, keeping us alive and all. But there's this idea that as long as you're not actually super against us, you're, mm-hmm. you're okay. Mm-hmm. What Peter's really driving home is that it's not just, hey, as long as you're not really against us, you're okay. you got to be for us. you got to be with us. you got to be obeying our leader if you want our Savior. That's right. Amen. Obey the Lord. Let's wrap this up with prayer. God in heaven, thank you so much for your apostles, for what they went through. And for the example that they set, for their willingness to say, we're going to obey God rather than man, for their willingness to set that example for us, and the fact that you came alongside them and blessed them. And we're very thankful for that example. Help us to hang on to you just like they did. We love you so much, Father. Thank you for loving us first. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians Who Meet on Livingston Avenue this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge wrote and sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast so others can learn about it more easily. Have a great day.
sent uh, servants to come. Man, alive. I don't know who these people are. I can't string this together. It's the apostles. The apostles have been brought, and now they're having a, an impromptu trial. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's okay. And right now, I'm trying to make the choice in my head. Are we going to leave that in or edit that out? But we cut this part out. 